Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Hope you're having a good week so far, and I hope you really enjoyed last week's episode, The Takeover, which is something a little bit different. Um, a massive thank you to Jess for joining us and being our first ever guest host. And I loved, well, I always love speaking with Jess, but it was really great to be able to sort of talk about some of the topics that I'm really passionate about and some of the areas that I support people or really. I'm really interested in supporting people with. So it was a lot of fun for me and I hope that you enjoyed it and got something useful from it as well. And we'll definitely be back with some more takeover episodes in the future to be uh, confirmed at some point. So yeah, where are we? Mid-October. I honestly, this year, last year seemed to go really quickly this year also seems to just be flying by and it's been a strange old year with with lockdown and things opening up and changes and I honestly now we're sort of into a new academic year because I still sort of run academic year sort of (laughs) um, structure I feel I'm getting a bit of routine back in my life which actually is something that I find quite grounding I guess to sort of have a sense of what I'm doing where I'm supposed to be etc and something I sort of struggled with weirdly over the summer having some time off I think because I had time off but nothing really to do with it um and that is something for myself I find it difficult to I guess have proper downtime and um yeah at the moment with uh, self-care is something that has uh <laughs> has not been one of my biggest priorities and I think so for the rest of this month, um, now that there is a bit more of that, that structure and routine, it is about, for me, thinking about where I am taking that time to look after myself, looking at those sort of areas of well-being and prioritising them and, you know, so, so I can stay um, performing at my best or near my best in all these areas that I am involved in and love. And actually, I've recorded a, a couple of interviews as a guest recently and one of them I, I shared about well-being and kind of what well-being is and that kind of thing and that's an episode uh, in the next few weeks I think that I'll be um, putting out on this show a similar one about what well-being is. I recorded some mini interviews on a sort of on the road episode at a well-being event asking people what well-being means to them and how they look after their own well-being and I think I'm going to sort of amalgamate those into an episode all about well-being to really dive in and uh, encourage us all to sort of think about what well-being means to us and if we are looking after our well-being because sometimes we can just sort of be on the treadmill a bit and forget really (laughs) because we're not prioritizing it or because we have all these other priorities with work and family and, and all of those kind of things so stay tuned for that in a couple of weeks and for me that is my sort of personal intention for myself uh, in the next few weeks or maybe for the rest of this year to sort of get into a sort of I don't know a new <laughs> a new routine but a better balance and, and kind of self-care and 
yeah so before we dive into today that's uh my thought and maybe a chance for you to also sort of think about an intention for yourself for the next couple of months what are you working on what are you focusing on what's the sort of big areas in your life that you're thinking about and maybe set yourself a a focus if that is something that uh, appeals to you or sort of speaks to you so today we are joined by Lois so Lois is a um, a nurse by background um, and now talks about shame and guilt and helps people around that so as an educator a counsellor lots of great stuff and so we're talking about shame and guilt today those big emotions and Lois shares her perspective on them which may be similar to how you view them maybe different and so as always um, I love when guests come on they share their perspective their viewpoint on something and for me really I can like look at it and think oh what do I think about that do I agree is there something I'm going to take from this because maybe not everything is is stuff that I agree with and I'm going to take away but I think it opens our minds to look at things and consider things from different perspectives. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Lois to the podcast. So Lois, welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I talk about shame and guilt, the un thinkable, <laughs> the secret, but how can we defeat something that we don't know nothing about? So I said, why doesn't someone talk about shame and guilt specifically? Because we all struggle with it consciously or unconsciously, and we may not even call it that. We call it, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Or that's too much. Or why did they do that to me? Poor me at least that are my um, renditions of it. And um, I've had a lot of it since I'm 77. So when I was 55 is when I crashed. And I crashed because I had a severe abusive childhood. And I did not know that. Well, we all know how abuse and un nice things and bad things and horrible things happen to us um, are put away. And there's a safetyness in that. That's not a bad thing because we cannot explore things that we are too young to understand. God in his goodness has given us um, safety measures, I call them. And we remember things when we're mature enough to handle them. So I don't particularly like things that um, try to draw it out of us because um, especially, well, hypnosis is has its place. Everything has its place. But when you have memories that aren't surfacing yet, sometimes it's better not to dig them out because God in his goodness has made them secret until we're mature enough to finally deal with something that's so amiss within our lives. So my story really begins um, in when I'm 55, because they said, you're, there's no way you could possibly live. I had severe heart disease from a mitral valve prolapse. I had um, brain traumas, which I didn't even know, but I, I couldn't go outside during the day. Now, that's pretty profound. But when you have brain traumas, you really can't do sunlight. 
And I, I, all my life, I couldn't really go out in the sun that much, but somewhere in the fifties, I was like, yeah, I can't go out. Everything gets worse if you don't fix it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really a good sentence. Everything gets worse and still, if you don't fix it. And that's just the way life is. Uh, according to as my life would, was before 55, I was very accomplished. I'm a registered nurse. I have sort of a detective mind where I have to find solutions to things, even if no one else is talking about solutions. My brain won't stop until I get a solution. It's, I guess that's very nice, but it's very haunting. I developed, I helped develop one of the first kidney hemodialysis units in the country in 1966. And I started a lot of teaching about home dialysis and um, we had a hepatitis epidemic. So I had to suppress that and learn about that and teach how to avoid it. So I was always in a trailblazer, so to speak. And I really didn't think of myself as a trailblazer until my 50s because I saw a problem and I fixed it. That's that's just it. And if I couldn't find a solution, I had to make one. <laughs> so that brings me to the present day. Why I chose Shane Gill, because it is a problem and nobody was really addressing it as a concrete issue. It was like, this or that but it wasn't concretized no one was actually talking about it but Nate Brown mentioned it but she brought it more into the focus but nobody was studying it nobody was taking it apart and say what is it how do we do this how do we fix this some people said it was good some people would say it was bad and I went how can you say that was good but anyway I'll tell you all about that later so in my 50s when I fell down, I was suicidal, didn't want to live, et cetera, et cetera, even though I was so accomplished and I have three beautiful children. Shame can take you down and guilt can take you down and you don't even know it. That's what is the big surprise. And I think that's one thing that I can say today is shame, guilt is our enemy and it's so clandestine we don't even know our enemy. Thank you so much for for sharing, you know, what you've shared so far. And I always, because I always love to know how people have got into kind of what they're doing. And I imagine particularly with shame and guilt, some people would say, why? <laughs> why would you want to? What did you do that for? <laughs> why are you looking at that? <laughs> we get rid of it. We get rid of it. We don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wonder, um, I, I mean, I'd love to dive more into the, the kind of impact it has on us when, you know, we're not kind of facing those things. But for anyone who's listening, who's like, I'm not 100% sure what like shame and guilt are and like what the difference is between them. I wonder if you could explain a little bit about. Okay, so I was my brain, you know, the um, keep going brain, got to find a solution. Uh, and with God's help, uh, I've been able to figure things out. I, I learned that um, shame is in the unconscious mind. And I think we all can understand that. Guilt is in the conscious mind. We're like guilty, guilty. Shame kind of creeps in during the day, but it's mainly 
in the unconscious mind, we don't know where it is. We don't know how it got there. It's kind of like, don't talk about it, leave it alone, that kind of thing. Well, leaving it alone, what happened to me at 55, that's exactly what happened. I left it alone. (laughs) I'm a medical person. I've been in the medical field since I've been 12 because I was like a nurse's aide. So I sort of know how they think. Now, the medical field tends to separate things. If you have a virus or a bacteria in your brain, they call it meningitis. If you have the same bacteria or virus in your stomach, they call it gastritis. If you have the same bacteria in your liver, they call it hepatitis. Same bacteria in your lungs, they call it pneumonia. Do you see where I'm going with this? Okay, so it's just a matter of talking what place it's in as what they call it. It's the same thing, but it kind of makes my head disorganized because I think it's different. So that's why they call shame, shame and guilt, guilt. But it's the same energy. Now, why is this important? Go ahead. Well, I was going to just ask, like, give an example of what my mind is saying and to see if it's kind of like in line sure. with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if I um, have maybe done something that I'm quite aware of that has upset someone and I'm like, oh, my God, like, why do, I'm such an awful person. That's guilt because I'm like aware of what I did and the feeling. If I've got that lingering thing of like, I'm, I'm not good enough, that's kind of shame. I don't know where it's coming from. It's just kind of there. Exactly. Oh, you're brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> And it really does help your feedback because everybody and people listening can go around and see how it all intertwines. Now, they may not call it shame or guilt, but it's all the same. It's all the same feeling. Now, why is that important? The importance is that some people say shame is bad and guilt is good because we need guilt to be moral. And I say, no. We don't need guilt to be moral because we are moral human beings. We're lovely, beautiful beings, human of God. We are moral. We do things because it's the right thing to do. Like I helped somebody who had a flat tire and I helped them because it's just the right thing to do. Or you'll help somebody move or you'll help somebody with their um, uh, studies because it's the right thing to do. You feel good to do it. Not because I'll feel guilty because if I don't do it. And I think, as we can all attest, that the world is changing and we are getting more vibration. We're getting a healthier self, which is true. We are vibrating at a higher um, vibration. So therefore, we live at a higher standard. And we don't need guilt to be doing the right thing. Okay, and there's a set of people that are using that, but they have a different framework than the human. That's another long story. But right now, we don't need guilt. We can operate from the source of God. Shame is bad. Guilt is good. Well, there's no healthy poison. (laughs) You can't make one good and one bad. And that's why we've been so stuck. Because we're like, it's good. No, it's bad. Oh, it's good. So we're pulling at the same thing but we're understanding it one's good and one's bad and we're stuck so i'm saying 
This can help stuck you. I don't know if that's a word. You can get unstuck if you understand they're the together. They are not separate because the separate makes our mind separate. Hmm. So if we've got that understanding, so they're the same, just in a different place, and it's not great because we're we're moral just in and and you know of ourselves, um, and so we we've kind of got that on board. How do we then kind of go? Like, what do yeah. I do now? What do we do now? But yeah. you know, that's a beautiful step number one. So we all know the love energy. We all can feel love. Now, love gives us what I don't know. 50 emotions, love gives us joy and happiness, um, confidence. Um, we can sing, we can dance, we are, we just feel good. We don't have a reason to feel good. We're just feeling good for no reason. And we have intuition, we can think, we can um, become more active and we can become more productive and we don't criticize ourselves as much. We just, just kind of do it. Well, I, I want a uh, rollerblade. Well, I'll just go rollerblade. I don't think about how horrible it is. And if I fall down, I'll get rollerblade. You know, we just do it. That's what love energy does for us. And we hold a newborn baby and we feel, you know, it, that's love. Now, on the other side, we have shame, guilt, negative energy. I'm saying negative energy. And that has also 50 to 100 emotions. What I'm saying is that all negativity comes from shame, guilt. Uh, I have a lot of people that call me and say, I've been in therapy for 10 years on depression. And if you tell me to manage it, I'm going to hit you because I want to get rid of it. And I said, exactly. And I'm telling you, you won't get rid of negative, um, excuse me, depression until you get rid of the shame, guilt that's making it. You and I know is that you have to heal things at its source. Now, everybody has a mind change on that because how can it be an energy and not emotion? Well, think about love. Love energy makes you happy. Shame, guilt energy makes you sad. Now, what happens when a virus comes into your computer? <laughs> Don't even talk about it, right? Yeah, chaos. <laughs> exactly. And how do you, I mean, like Microsoft Word doesn't write and then your files get all... Well, hopefully they don't get deleted, but they get corrupted. I mean, like it's not one item in your computer. It's the whole thing goes down and it costs you money to get it fixed. And you have a virus removal program. Well, the shame guilt is the same negative energy, similar, because we are a computer. We are equipped with energy lines, um, meridians. We are energy beings as well. Shame, guilt, energy comes into us by someone giving us shame, guilt in their words. You stupid idiot, you. 
whatever. Shame, guilt comes into us and turns our positive emotions to negative ones. It changes our compassion to depression, our intuition to anxiety, turns our passion to anger, and so forth. So we're always having positive emotions. We don't have to go source them. We don't have to go get our happiness. We don't have to go get our, our uh, understanding, our intuit. We have it. It's this that shame, guilt came into us and turned them to the negative orientation, which I think is really profound to know. Well, yeah, and I think also you said about people giving it to us that actually, you know, if you've got that sense, and I quite often will have that, like, oh, I don't feel good enough, kind of, and then you like, where does it come from? And you can trace back things. And often, like you said, it is from external stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Someone once said this thing, or did this thing, and then I've kind of internalized it. Of course you do. But that's what we do, especially sensitive people like you, like me, and a lot of your guests are sensitive. We take it on more. But we also take love on more too. But if we don't know shame, guilt, energy, then we're just like, we don't know where it came from. And then you say, well, I guess I am that bad. Because we don't know where it came from. And we all have a querying mind. We, we, we all think we have to, because we, we're human. Humans are very smart. So that changes everything when you see it as a negative energy that's coming into you and turning your positive emotions into negative ones. Okay. Now, also, it comes into our brain and it makes us confused. You ever been in confusion? Yeah. The shame guilt makes it confusion. It's like your computer's confused. Doesn't know which button. When you press the button, it doesn't know how to react correctly. We don't know how to react correctly when we have shame guilt in us. We go, why did I do that? That was not. But we are, our brain cell, I mean, I can go technically, but that's not important. I mean, that's important, but not for this discussion. Our brain cells are distorted. So they think incorrectly. And we blame it on us. Why can't I think? I can't get my focus. I can't do this. And it's shame, guilt, energy. And you're like, what? Shame, guilt is that powerful. It affects the whole being of us. Like a virus affects the whole being of a computer. It also uh, affects our physical organs because we all have a certain energy around our inner self and when the energy gets stored it our liver doesn't work as well our digestion doesn't work as well we get sick when someone tells us these things it affects every part of our being also it affects our connection to spirit or god I've worked with several psychics and once we did shame, guilt, removing, they became much more clear in their messages from God. Yeah, I was going to ask, and I'd love to get into the um, 
this shame guilt virus removal uh, <laughs> program idea um, but I, I did want to ask because you'd mentioned about uh, God and, and I get a sense that your your faith is is really important to you and for anyone who's listening who's like well I don't believe in God or I believe in the universe or I don't even know what is that um, like a barrier to them doing this work or is it just however people experience life it's how people experience life and I'm saying you can pick whatever one you like. You can pick to be mentally clearer, getting rid of Shangel. You can pick uh, what, what is your benefit? I, I feel better. I can be successful. People don't get me upset. Shame, when you remove the shame guilt energy that you have taken on and know how to stop it from future, you get many benefits. Now, the people that feel like me, a connection to God or spirit, whatever you want to set call um, the higher dimensions, you get a bigger bonus. I don't care. Some people just want to make more money and be successful. That's fine. It works. And also people want to be better parents. It works. People want to be better um, speakers. I work with them and they're better speakers. So no matter what you're doing, it's going to be easier and better because shame guilt affected it. So pick your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thanks, yeah, because I think sometimes it's it's something that if people don't necessarily see themselves as spiritual, there can be that kind of, well, this doesn't apply to me because if I don't have that aspect of my experience, and maybe it's something that will come. But um, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to, to ask that. Yeah, and that's a great, great question because a lot of people come to me and I can't, I can't make any money in my business because I always fall down when I give a, a talk. I can't be proficient at it. And I work with them and they're fine. And uh, it just depends on where, what you want to and where your life is. Yeah. And isn't, I, I, this, I love how you brought this up because isn't that amazing? how shame and guilt, once you get rid of it, you get all those benefits. So that's why I thought, why isn't anybody just talking about shame and guilt? Because the um, our um, big, um, what do you call it, DSM um, uh, directory of all the negative emotions and how you build for all those things, it's like 1,000 pages mm -hmm. of depression, anxiety, procrastination, PTSD, and um, um, unfocus, and meanness, and anger, and hatred. I mean, all of those emotions are sourced from shame and guilt. And shame and guilt isn't even mentioned in the diagnostic manual of mental health. I mean, that just like, what? Yeah. So... Yeah. So I'd love to, if you can share with us what we can do if we're like, all right, I want to get that, whether it's I want to make more money, I want to be a better parent, I just want to enjoy life more. I just want to enjoy life. I want to wear my bathing suit outside. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is that people are like, that's the thing I really want to do, but I can't because of all this stuff. How can we, million dollar question, how can how? we, how can we do that? Okay. Now, obviously you can't do it in two minutes, but I can at least put you on the path of healing, not down the shame guilt hole. 
because we all go down there. It's very slippery slope, shall we say. The first thing to know is that shame, guilt, energy is here. The more you know about it, the more you can defeat it. And I think Samson said it best, know thy enemy. Now, this is totally in the reverse of present day thinking. Don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We don't mention it. It doesn't exist. Well, that's the problem. You have to make it known. And our culture, even though we're in different countries, our culture is your culture. In Africa, it's the same. And in Greece, it's the same. The world is the same. Everyone tries to hide shame guilt because it doesn't exist. Or like if we talk about it, it'll get worse. I'm saying, hello, you only have one enemy. You can't blame your life on your mother or your father or your grandmother or your priest or your um grandmother or the city or the school, you can only bring one thing, shame, guilt, energy. So that's first step. The second step is to know it coexists. The third step is to know that it's external. It's not internal. And you brought that out very lovely. If it's external, we can get rid of it. It's not in us. Yes, it's in us, but it comes into us. It begins external. Love is inside of us because we're human. Shame, guilt, energy is external. And since we don't know that, we bring it in because we ruminate. I'm not any good and I can't do that. I can't speak. I can't go out at the beach because I don't look pretty in my bathing suit. I mean, we do it all. Knowing that it's external, and also there's another thing you need to know, that shame, guilt, energy is common. It is not normal. People go, oh, that's a whole. Well, it's common, and we're made to believe it's normal. Now, shame, guilt, energy is a great controlling energy. People that want to control us, Use shame, guilt tactics. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. If you don't do that, you're a bad citizen. If you do this, you, you're a bad mother. If you do this, it's a very controlling mechanism. And that's why it's been kept a secret. Is because if we get too smart, <laughs> they can't, you can't be controlled. That's important. That's important to know. Now, a lot of people are not biobolical. They just use it because it works. And But we're getting smarter these days. So shape, guilt, energy is common, not normal. We do not, we as humans do not need shame, guilt, energy. Shame, guilt, energy needs us. It kind of thrives on us. It's used on us. And that's why it feels so heavy. It's like, I can't get it. It's like taffy. You can't get it out of you. But shame, guilt, energy has one defect. It dissolves in detection. Yeah. So I'm taking the opposite approach. Let's talk about it. Let's get rid of this thing. 
And that's why it's so important. And that's why I can't believe that nobody took up on this. It's, it's um, anyway, so somebody yeah. had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, and so I guess that, um, I think it's, well, I think they're all really interesting and that kind of, that awareness of yourself and of, you know, what you're experiencing and kind of what's yours, what's not yours. Um, and it was interesting when you said that not blaming other people that, oh, it's because of my mom or it's because of whoever. And I was thinking, I watched recently um, a documentary uh, from Gabor Mate about trauma. And he was saying, it's not what happens to you. It's about what, how you kind of deal with it, kind of what's, what you take from it. And I guess if you're taking that external stuff, this person said this thing and you're internalizing it, you're not appreciating that that's not me, that's them. And then that shame's kind of lurking there like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And you're not looking at it and you're not talking about it. Then it just stays there. It's just this like, I don't know, dirty little secret <laughs> that you've got. But if you talk about it with someone or even look at it yourself, you can kind of go, well, no, hang on. That's because, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? My parents were lovely, but I had a traumatic childhood, but that's the way it was. And they had shame guilt, which came on to me. I had shame guilt come to me. And I give it, we, we don't know what shame guilt behavior really is. And if I may say at this point, I have um, an ebook called 500 Questions, One Answer. And you have to si- you sign up for my newsletter because you get one section every week because 500 questions is a lot to get at once. And I show 500 different ways we give ourselves and others shame, guilt, energy. So we have to start at the beginning. We have to know what, know thy enemy so that when someone speaks to you in that way, you go, oh, that's shame, guilt. No, I don't take it. So that's why I call myself an educator because I have, why did I educate myself? I didn't know that was shame, guilt, energy, but it made me feel bad. Okay, so step number one is to get educated to know what shame, guilt behavior is so that you can say, no, I don't use that. I don't want it. And it's so powerful when you refuse the energy of shame, guilt words. You can do that. So when someone is in the feeling of shame and guilt, and this is the how-to, you know now shame, guilt doesn't belong to me. It just is. And that's a whole nother story. So we go like, okay, that goes away. And that's knowing that it's shame, guilt. So you had to learn what it was to to say, no, I don't want it. Okay. And I don't care if you have four PhDs, you still don't know what shame, guilt behavior is. It has nothing to do with intellectual It's that we have been culturally saturated with shame and guilt that we don't know. (laughs) Some PhDs are laughing. (laughs) And that's what's um, important to say, because even though we're very learned, we still don't know shame and guilt behaviors. Why would we? It's been suppressed. Okay, so you put that on the side and say, what do I feel? Well, I feel just not, I feel 
not good. I don't feel good about myself. So I suggest take a pencil and pen and say, hi, not good enough. Thank you for coming to talk with me. High depression, high anxiety. Okay. You may not get an answer right away, but you're talking within yourself. This is self-help. We're talking within ourselves to say, hi, not good enough. Hi, depression. You don't have, it isn't formal. It's whatever you feel. Hi, I'm a jerk. Hi, whatever comes into you, say hi. Thank you for coming to talk to me. Now people will say, that's really weird. Why would I talk to depression? Because depression has been injured by shame and guilt. And you're trying to get that emotion to heal or that four-year-old that was injured or the two-year-old or the 10-year-old who didn't get the date. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. What we have to do is change the reference. Shame, guilt, get out. We talk to ourselves. We never say my shame. Never own it. The shame. That's very important. And never say, oh, it's such a shame. It's raining today. I can't go out and have the party. It's not a shame. It's sad. It's you know, unfortunate. But we don't want to use the word shame because we, it's used in the wrong context. But we've been taught to use it. Oh, it's such a shame the way he acts. No, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's um, narcissistic or whatever word you want to use, but it's not shameful. Mm. Yeah, I guess in those that, and I think that's a really powerful exercise to do to, to change. It's really changing your relationship with what's going on, isn't it? So you're not exactly. Really, yeah, you're exactly. Not, you're not relating to the shame and by not owning it, by calling it the shame or like, oh, hello, shame. We're here, go away. Bye. Um, yeah, we don't talk to shame. We don't <laughs> talk to, we talk to not good enough. Yeah. So you're, yeah, so you're changing what you're focusing on. You're relating to yourself and, and exploring that. And um, yeah, it feels like a really powerful kind of mindset shift to kind of, you know, view it in that way. And you're doing that because that's the truth. Mm. It isn't like, oh, this is a little practical exercise. No, it's the truth. You're learning, you're teaching yourself. Shame, guilt, energy doesn't belong to you. You don't need it to be moral. You don't need it to be the best person. It's defunct. <laughs> it was used in the past for whatever reason, but now it's not for you to use. Oh, Lois, I mean, I could keep talking like about this, but I am mindful <laughs> no. of the time and that I have set questions on ask you as well and not keeping you here all day. Uh, so um, I, d I wonder if you've got a final thought uh, about shame and guilt that we've not covered that you think is really important for us to know about. Okay. And people can write this down. Shame and guilt are not ours to own or to give. And you can phrase that any way you like in, you know, in your own mind. But if you keep focusing on that, eventually you get that. Your mind gets that. Your, your mindset changes. And that is huge. That's huge to say, no, that's not of me. I don't understand everything. And I don't know how to fix it all. But I know it doesn't belong to me. 
And uh, the second thing that I can share with you is that I have created a buddy system. Um, let's say you and I were like friends and we want to you know, live better and healthier and happier. But I don't always see the shame, guilt energy because it's so endemic. But you can see it in me. Say, hey, Lois, you're acting out of shame. Oh, I never realized that. So if you could get with someone that wants to work with you so that you can see in them and they can see in you. And that's what I do. I help people to um, coordinate with each other and help each other along the line because we have been so endemic in it. It is possible to get out of it. It's just that we have to be conscious of it. And since shame guilt puts us in the unconscious mind, we need someone else to pull us out. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And that were both things that you shared, but having that someone who's more objective because they're not kind of in it who can say, oh, actually, um, yeah. So thank you so much. So I would love to hear your thoughts on my set questions that I ask everyone. Um, and I also have one new one that I've just, um, you'll be the second person that I ever ask it to because it just uh, was one I started throwing in. Um, but um, my first one, and this is what I've got a couple of buzzwords on the show. My first one, and I think you mentioned this in passing earlier. Um, so my first question is what brings you joy in your life? The joy in my life is seeing my grandkids. But on that level, when someone, what I just said to you, gets it, and their face radiates with love and their life changes. I cry because it's so beautiful because one other person has now realized the beauty of themselves. I, I, I get money for things, but what I get in return is the beauty of someone becoming who they are. And that is the greatest joy of my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And this next question, sometimes it's similar for people, sometimes it's not. So that's always really interesting. Um, what makes life meaningful for you? What I just said. <laughs> to, to, yeah, the, the joy that it's as if someone's in a fog and all of a sudden they come out to be who they are. Not so much that I did it. It's just that this person has so-called resurrected. And it happens. It happens all the time. And I love what I do. And it makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so my next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental well-being, mental wellness. Um, and so the first one is what does mental wellness mean to you? Not the use of shame, guilt. Okay, nice and easy. <laughs> so, so then my follow-up is for yourself, what you do to look after your mental well-being. Don't take on shame and guilt and whatever you have in the past, get rid of it. Love it. It's just like <laughs> to the point you're consistent with you. <laughs> I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, so my next question, this is sometimes a challenge for people, but you know, who knows, we'll see. Uh, how would you describe your own mindset? Uh, my mindset is I work for God. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a purposely uh, vague question, which I think is sometimes where it's mm -hmm. challenging. Well, no, it's a vague question is good because it allows the person to free think. Yeah. And that's why I find it so interesting because it's kind of, here's a word. What does it mean to you? So actually with lots of the questions, because we all have different interpretations. Yes, of course. Yes. 
um and I love it because people come up with all kinds of different things and it's uh it's widens my perspective and hopefully other people's as well and yeah yeah awesome uh so we've already given people lots of great advice through the conversation but I ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that we could try in our life that could have a massive impact so they could be to do with shame and guilt or just general life tips but do you have one to three things for us well general life tips would be there's always hope I mean there's just always hope even though it doesn't seem that or you don't know where it's coming from. But hope, I believe, is the beginning of anybody making their life more productive or feeling better or there's always a way. Can I give an example here? Okay, years and years and years ago, one of my daughters uh, could not find what she wanted to be. And you know how they are by the grades or you know by their teenager when they're in college they still didn't know what she wanted to be and I always told her the same thing I said you know what there's a lot of things that are going to happen that you don't know of yet there's going to be new opportunity new occupations that are not labeled now and that's right in saying that I don't want this out of I can't find anything in the world that I want to do What do I do? I said, well, it hasn't been invented yet. When she was a junior in college, she gave me a call and she says, mom, I know what I want to do. And I said, what is that? She says, I want to do IT. I said, what is IT? This is years and years ago. Information technology, the computer world. It wasn't invented when she was 10 and 11 and 12, but it was invented when she was a junior in college. And she was one of the forerunners of IT consulting. Isn't that interesting? So the fact that it doesn't exist doesn't mean that you're wrong. Is that the world hasn't caught up to you. So always hope, always, you dream because it's a reality. You don't dream because it's here yet. We're very smart. So keep on to your hopes. Your hopes are, are, um, are very important. Okay, that's where I went off on that. But hope is hope is the the foundation. Yeah, I love it. Do you have uh, any more tips or? Oh, um, <laughs> the main thing is that, and I keep going back to shame and guilt because shame and guilt is in every thought you have, every action you do, and every action that other people have towards you. That is the most incredible thing that I still have a hard time to believe that shame guilt is that endemic. My tip would be learn your enemy and you will be successful in reading, writing, ice skating, rollerblading, talking, whatever you want to do, you'll be successful. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. It is amazing. What is, well, I was thinking, you know, often what holds me back from trying something new can be those Oh, I won't be able to do that or not good enough, which is coming from that, that place of shame. And actually everything, like, everything just like kick it out, kick it out. Yeah. And just go, well, I'll just try. Who knows what will happen? Maybe I'll be an Olympic figure skater. Probably not, but. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you try not to use the word just 
I just want to be this. I only know I am this just kind of deba- is, a, is a shame guilt word. And that's very in-depth. Everybody, I just want to do that. No, I want to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so my next question is a recommendation question. So I love to read. Uh, I'm also a big fan of TED Talks as well. So is there a book or a TED Talk um, or something that has been really impactful in your life that you'd like to recommend to us? Mm. Uh, a book that has been impactful? Mm. That That's a hard question because I, I write from spirit. So um the um i uh i don't have a book that was that impactful i really i know that's weird but i i i have this ability to write god talks and i'm a secretary so i have my writings and they're impactful to me and i have a um, free book on my website now is the time that compose some of my readings so um I can't answer that question. Yeah, no. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. No, awesome. Uh, so my next one is my new question that I've. Um, okay. What is in. it? Uh, so I feel like it's a bit of pressure because I'm asking you for like just one thing here. <laughs> but is there one thing? Well, actually, I don't. I, I've I've got a guess of where we're going to go with it anyway. But we'll see. <laughs> um, what is one thing that would change the world? What would you suggest? Not the use of shame, guilt behaviors. That would change humanity. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. We would have communications. We wouldn't have racism. We would be after each other's good. But not in a, in a, a servant way, just as an empowering. I want you to be the best you can be because I am the best I can be. I want that for you. Shame, guilt causes wars. Shame, guilt causes I don't have enough money. Shame, guilt causes all fights. I mean, duh. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, if I'm if I'm feeling a lot of shame and guilt in myself and that particular I'm not good enough, then it could maybe get in the way of me wanting you to be your best self because I don't feel like my best self. And then I get like... Exactly. Oh, you're so smart. Really, <laughs> a lot of people... No, a lot of people don't see that because when I'm empowered... What do I care if you're empowered? Because, gee whiz, I want to be able to talk to you. If you're in shame and guilt, you're too stupid to talk to. I mean, that's really archaic to say. But when you want your equal to be your equal, because it's more fun. You can jab. You can, oh, let's do that. Oh, no, let's do Oh, that's exciting. You want somebody alive mm. to be with you. We want each other. We want our kids to be happy and successful. We don't want them to be fighting. Jealousy is all shame and guilt. Mm. Everything is shame and guilt. I mean, seriously, if you really think about it, oh my God. And the thing that's even more surprising is no one's talking about it like that. Mm. So my new film, I'm Good, I'm making shame guilt visible and exposing it. And you can see it, how it affects several people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Yeah, that sounds so interesting. It leads nicely into our um, my final question. But actually, as I was saying, oh, it's just one thing. I was like, actually, no, I reckon it's going to be too. You're going to say that, Joe. Of course. Kill. What else does this woman say? <laughs> well, That's all she talks um, about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, that leads nicely into my final question, which is where people can connect with you if they want to find out more. I know you'd mentioned your ebook, like where we can find all that stuff and the, and the film. The best thing to do is go to my website 
loishollis.com. That's L-O-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-S.com. And there you will see and receive my ebook, 500 Questions, One Answer. That's a gem because then you go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You're going to have 500 ahas. I guarantee it. And then another book that's free is Now is the Time. And as I mentioned before, I write from spirit. And these words aren't like one do this, two do this. It's just a way of speaking from a higher, another dimension that makes you feel good. And when you're in shame, guilt, energy, which quite happens frequently, start reading these words and it cancels out shame, guilt, energy. How beautiful. Does it get rid of it forever? No, but at least you have a clear mind that you can try to get out of it. See, that's the problem with shame, guilt. It makes you so confused you can't get out of it. Think about that. Yeah, it's very smart. It's been very smart. Anyway. So read the words, get out of the shame, guilt, and talk to yourself. And that will get you on the right path. Will it get you all the way home? No, but you're starting. And I do give sessions helping people to learn how to get rid of the shame, guilt within themselves. And that's by the writing. And once you, and you can, you can see it and get rid of it. Once you get rid of it, it's gone. Not all of it, but we take a little bit out, little bit out, little bit out. And I, you have to learn how not to take it on. Uh, I have about 50 podcasts on my website. Please listen to them. And this one's going to be as good as, as the others. And every person has a different spin on shame guilt because we're all different. And so I uh, would uh, really um, suggest that. And also have a Facebook page called the Shame Guilt Stoppers. You can join that. So have fun. Enjoy. Meet me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Lois, thank you so, so much for, for joining us and for everything that you've shared. Yeah. And I think it's, if people don't take anything else away from this, um, that kind of awareness of, oh, <laughs> it's that thing. That's not me. Because I think, like you said, that, that being able to recognize it is so powerful. It's very so powerful. And says, if, yeah. yeah. And if you can do that is the beginning. And I guess then, you know, if we stop adding to it. We can then clear some of the other stuff out, but if we can stop adding to the shame and kill us. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lois, thank you so so much. I really appreciate you for taking the time to join us and everything you shared with us. Well, thank you so much. And um thank you for listening and be happy because shame guilt doesn't belong to you. Just we got to kick it out. I mean, it doesn't go out on its own like, oh, please go away. No, you we have to find it and kick it out. And remember, it dissolves in detection. Hello, we are warriors. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a massive thank you to Lois for joining us and everything she shared. And obviously, um, I, I asked Lois about um, the, the references to God and kind of spirit and that, and that kind of thing, because, you know, it, it is um, obviously a very spiritual dimension to Lois's method and her viewpoint. And if that is something that you have your own interpretation of what, what God or spirit or universe, whatever you want to call it, means to you, 
fair enough. And if, if not, as Lois said, maybe there is something else you can take from it, something else that you are working towards, maybe a, a sense of purpose or goals or something like that. And, and using that sort of definition rather than a spiritual one, if that is something that doesn't really resonate for you. As I said, massive thank you again to Lois. So next week we'll be back, we'll be joined by Debbie and we're going to be diving into grief and uh, sort of grief recovery. So I hope you'll join me again for that. Um, And just last thing, just a reminder about our Facebook group. This is for parents of school-aged children who want to have a happy, healthy and sort of joyful, meaningful life. Um, and look after their well-being and also want the same for their children so it's called the happy healthy parent club and it's all about well-being communication parenting boundaries all of those kind of great stuff Uh, we try and have a bit of fun in there and it's very new we're sort of building that community and I would love to welcome you into that group to be able to support you so if you're a parent or you know any parents of school-aged children then I would love for you to join or to invite them to join um and that's it that's it for this week short and sweet at the end Uh, so yes I'll be back next Monday until then hope you have a great week and as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon bye for now